Joseph was a dreamer and God used him. He had no idea why he was dreaming about bundles of wheat bowing down to him, but he did trust God enough to let him lead. And because of this, he helped his country in dire need. In the midst of years of famine, he became a local hero because he partnered with God in his dreams. Now, we could go one of two ways. We could completely take the wheel and make things happen on our own, depending on our own plans and being rigid about carrying them through. We could also go the opposite direction and continue to wait with the ideology that we have to stand still until we hear God move us. But what I've come to realize is that God won't move the unmovable. There needs to be a balance of us in action. Faith is us in motion. And also us being willing to let God steer the course. When we mesh the two, action and partnership with God, then our dreams will line up with God because he'll make his desires ours and we'll have a beautiful melody. I felt like this was important to talk about right now in a culture of self-love and self-dependence and self-motivation and self-self-self. And my friend Rashida learned this important lesson along the way of building her own business. And we dive into being a part of that conversation, but following God's lead in our lives and businesses. Rashida Odeami is a corporate workaholic turned CEO of her own coaching business. Becoming an entrepreneur was about obedience to a dream and vision that the Lord gave her at 17 years old, even though it took her 17 more years to get there. Now she's blessed to help successful side hustlers build a freedom-based full-time business and scale to $10,000 months without sacrificing work-life balance using her organized entrepreneur method so that they can create an amazing business and life they love. I know you're going to find so much value in this conversation, so let's step into the fire with Rashida. Hey friend, welcome to Pursuing Goals God's Way. Have you thought about finally starting that business now that your kids are older? Do you ever stay awake wondering how to mesh your passions into purposeful work? Do you have big, ambitious goals but feel overwhelmed or even unqualified to pursue them? Hey, I'm Gabe. Not too long ago, I longed for the confidence to start an online business. I just wanted to make a difference outside my home bubble using my gifts. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't good enough. I didn't know enough and I didn't have enough time until I realized something huge. My kids need me to be their example and they need to see me win. And yours do too. In this podcast, you will learn how to clarify your goals, plan with purpose and ditch your distractions. If you're ready to make an impact and an income, all for the glory of God, then you're in the right place. As an avid runner, I believe life is one massive marathon. It's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. So lace up those running shoes, hop in your earbuds, and let's do this thing. Hey, Rashida, thank you so much for hanging out with me on Pursuing Goals God's Way. I'm excited to dive into this conversation with you. Yes, I'm so excited to dive in with you, Gabe. Yeah. Well, before we get started, I love asking this question. It kind of stumps people sometimes, but I want to hear something unique about you that you maybe don't always share on a speaking engagement or podcast episode. What can we, what can we learn about you before we get started? You know what? I was, that's a funny question. Um, I would say Surprisingly enough, I am a survivor of a shaken baby incident when I was a baby. And listen, here I am. So I get excited about that. But you would never know that if I hadn't told you that. So I feel that's a good answer. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. I would have not known that. I did not know that about you. I'm so glad that you are here. And 
and you are fully functioning. You are very yeah. smart and capable. You are an achiever. So that's really, really cool that you came out of that the other side stronger. So come on, Jesus and his angels. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> For yes. sure. For sure. So I love it. Well, and as I was preparing for this conversation, I want to dive a little into your story, but I actually kept thinking about Carrie Underwood singing Jesus Take the Wheel. I will not sing uh -huh. it right now because <laughs> I am definitely a better speaker than I am a singer. I have no rhythm, but um, I know that you've had experience with this kind of wanting to take control of your own dreams and but also learning what it means to partner with God. And that's totally what we're talking about today. But I want to have you share just a little bit of that story with me. Yeah, I think part of the reason that I kept wanting, like I think of it as like Jesus and I are in the car and he's in the driver's seat and I'm in the passenger seat. And you know, you don't just drive by yourself. You usually have a navigator, which now we got our phones to help us do that. But you know, I would get excited and I would want to like reach over and take the steering wheel. And he's like, child, if you don't get your hand off this wheel, <laughs> and I'd be like, but Jesus, I want to help. And he's like, listen, I can do this. And so it's always been this tension for me and trying to enjoy the ride. That's what it comes down to. So yeah, I mean, a big part of my story at 17, the Lord was like, yeah, you're going to be an entrepreneur. And I did a Jesus moment and went the complete, excuse me, not Jesus, Jonas moment and went the complete other direction. I wish it was Jesus. It was totally Jonas. And, um, it, you know, Jonas did it because he was bitter and all of his things. I was just flat out scared. I was like, Jesus, that's a big dream. I can handle that. Like, I need that I feel like I can grasp one. And so I did the complete opposite. I went to college. I got a degree. I got a career. And then I was like, mm, maybe you were right. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had any situation like that. <laughs> oh, I've so, yeah. had many of those. Yeah. <laughs> I think I love it. It's perfect. The Jonas analogy. It's like Jonah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, um, but, but God, I, I think I know better, but I should do it this way. I, I don't mm -hmm. think you know what you're doing, right? It's us <laughs> not really trusting the process, right. not trusting in him. That's what it comes down to. And, um, you know, I've had a overboard experiences as well, where it goes, well, I know that it'll get better if you just throw me overboard. Right. That's what he did. And so, yeah. um, I understand that whole uh, Jesus take the wheel moment. And actually it's so funny. This is totally random, but my mom and I, one time we were coming out of my, our a family friend's house. She's driving. I don't remember it exactly, but I do remember that something happened with our car and the steering went out and she like literally took her hands off the wheel and was like, I don't know what to do. And we were scared it turned like somehow, oh, I mean, my. there were definitely angels protecting us. Oh my us gosh. But that reminds me of like what we do when we take our hands off, when we're like, mm. nope, it's not about us. It's not, mm -hmm. this is you, you know, yeah. I, I am willing to let you lead because I know otherwise I'm going to crash into this tree yeah. in front of me. Right. And so, right. um, yeah. And I think this is something that's really important. It's been on my heart a lot lately, um, just even meshing business and faith. So what I want to ask is, why does it matter for us to really allow God to take the driver's seat? Because, I mean, you've had experiences. What happens when we do this? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that happens when we try to do it all by ourselves is that 
we don't allow the fullness of who he created us to be to come out. Like we start, we get into shiny object effect and we start looking at what is this person doing and what is that person doing and all of these other things rather than just showing up and giving away what he's given us to give away. So now we're trying to fabricate all of these other things rather than just being who we are because he created us beautiful and gave us something to give away. And we miss that when we're when we are trying to drive because <laughs> we we want to drive our own way in our own direction and we miss all of that. Mm, so so true. And here's a a little story in my own business. My business has pivoted so much since I started. I just wanted to be an author. Mine too. <laughs> you know, I'm like I was told to write books. So I wrote books. And then I thought, oh, I'm supposed to make it a business, and so I started making it a business. And then it's like, no, you're not supposed to talk to that like that avatar. You're supposed to talk to. Uh, you know, moving into entrepreneurs, I was like, I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do, you know? <laughs> and it's just, it's totally mel- like met, changed completely. But mm-hmm. one thing that I heard God say, even in my books, um, my books had a faith base, but I did re um, rewrite the first one because it wasn't quite enough. I felt like mm. there was something that was missing um, and it was still a little bit too much about self than it was about mm. connection of faith to um, hitting goals. And so what I, uh, I got a YouTube comment recently. Yeah. I don't even do YouTube anymore. I, I okay. post my podcast on YouTube. And so somebody had commented like, maybe you're not growing because you have, you have two different niches. You're talking about faith and you're talking about business. And I, hmm. and I had to think about it and going, well, one, my podcast is growing. So that's not the case. <laughs> um, two, God told me to do it. He mm-hmm. he said he said work and and faith are not separate. We mm-hmm. are you know we need to mesh yeah. them. Now maybe I'm not you know if I'm working a corporate job I might not be ministry like outspokenly being a missionary to somewhere mm-hmm. right. But wherever we are we're doing it for the work of the Lord and we yeah. can be kingdom builders in it. So I feel like they do mesh and they do compliment. So it took me a minute. It took me aback, And I was like, no, actually I'm doing what I didn't really think I wanted to do because that's what I was told to do. So I'm living yeah. in kingdom worlds, not world worlds. Right. So I have yeah. to follow whether I believe that it's the right way or not. Um, but it, that, and then I, it was a good conversation. Like it led to other people speaking up and whatnot, but I said, no, faith and business can't be separate. Right. They have to mesh together. So anyway, I just thought about that. Maybe you've had experiences like that too, um, in trying to do business and maybe you're not even like mine is very, it has Christian in the name. So yes, I talked Mm -hmm. to the Christian women, Mm -hmm. but I can see other businesses, if you're not specifically doing that, it doesn't mean that you can't be used and build the kingdom. So um, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I know we're talking about (laughs) dreaming and using these big burly dreams that God actually placed in our hearts to do because we have the talents and skills. And then alongside partnering with him, he brings us the rest of the way. So let's talk about a little, a few of these things like, what is one of the ways that we can actually start fulfilling these dreams that we have? Yeah. Okay. So if you don't mind, I kind of want to go back to that woman's content uh, question because it's very interesting to me. Interesting to me. There were two things that came up when you said that. One, when we compartmentalize it, that's like oh, that's like half worshiping. That's like one foot in and one foot out. Like, come on. Like, 
you're not you if when you try to compartmentalize yourself like that nine times out of ten that's when we end up with a balance uh an imbalance because we're trying to make one side go in a different direction that's the whole point like you're well you're one whole human and even if you don't show up say like the way that you show up doesn't have to be a Bible thumper. Whatever that is, is how you show up. But that doesn't mean that he can't be a part of the conversation, a part of the business and everything. I I don't, I don't make my business. There's nothing on my business that, that says Christian, but you hear, you will hear me talk about the way that I got here was through conversation with the Lord, was through dreaming with the Lord, was through getting like telling him, Jesus, I'm thinking about this and him getting say, saying, you know, mm, but what about that? And I said, oh, that's nice, Jesus. What about this? And then having this beautiful back and forth. And if you take the, take that away, like that's some of the most fun relationship building conversations with him that we're missing out on because you're trying to compartmentalize. So I'm off my soapbox. Yes, that, that's how I feel about that comment. Just putting my little two cents into that conversation. Okay, so, okay, now bring me back to that conversation, the yeah. question that you asked me. Oh, you're good, you're good. <laughs> and I love that. I think we could talk about this all day long uh, because it also sure reminds can. me of, because I homeschool my kids, and mm. one of the things that we want to do is we put God in the center and all the subjects around it, but they're all yeah. interconnected. You can yeah. have uh, science in English, in history. And yeah. but the whole point is how, how do we know God and make him known? Like, what does God have to do with it, with these yeah. subjects? And so I hate that they compartmentalize and you have a class on English and it's only English uh -huh. and you have a class on yeah. history. It's like, no, that they all work together. Let's talk they about do. it. Let's talk about the beauty of learning, right? So that's yeah. what I, I think about too. So um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I want to talk about that more, but let's talk about dreaming because that's why yes. I brought you here. But um, what is some one of the first things that we can do to start this process? And so, okay, the way I usually start it, a lot of times people... Or when I'm talking to someone about dreaming, they've had this dream in their mind and they've just left it in their mind and they're trying to process every detail, every part of it in their mind. So the first step I give them is get it down on paper. And to most people that feels overwhelming. So I get them started with like a post-it. Just write the first thought on one post-it. And then the next time you have a thought, write that on a post-it and keep adding all of them onto one wall all of these post-its until you're kind of at this point where you want to step back and look at them all and start to see the threads. Cause that's when you start to see the threads of what is the Lord? What's the deeper thing that the Lord is trying to get you to? It's not just this high level. I want to make money or I want to have a different life or those are kind of shallow. You know what I mean? He's always got something so much deeper in that. That's about bringing out who we are in our relationship with him to the surface. And so if we don't get it out of our mind though, nine times out of 10, we're, we're so close to it that we don't get to see the forest for the trees. So we gotta be able to put it down on paper and take a step back and, and see how that all comes together. Mm, so good. And putting down on paper, I think you could put down a lot of different things, your passions, your talents, mm -hmm. your skills, who you are, um, yeah. even maybe different adjectives that describe you. Because I think yeah. when you look at that all together, it, you can start praying over it and seeking, yeah. what do you want me to do with these things? Like, yeah. like you said, we are really knit 
perfectly by him. And he has put these specific things in like our spiritual gifts. We just did a, I just did a couple episodes on spiritual gifts and what that means for your business. And how do you know Mm -hmm. um, to, you know, what to do with them and how do you know what you have? But it's like, he gives us specific ones. He doesn't give us all of them. He gives them to us specifically, but spiritual gifts are meant to be used to serve others, right? It's not a self-service. Now we reap some benefits, right? We reap some rewards, but for us, it's really, what can we do with them? What, what, what does that have to do? So I love saying, put out on paper, just, just dive in, just dream. And I have, um, I, maybe I'll link it, but I have a hundred dreams list download, but it's like mm. all about just throw a hundred things down. And I want you to put all hundred in there because yeah. it doesn't matter. No dream is too small. No dream is too big. Yeah. No, yeah. you're not going to have all of them, but it's good to brainstorm them and just figure yeah. out what is it that God wants me to do. So yeah, that's really, really good. But really getting back to who God created you to be. And Which I'm so passionate about. Sorry, I didn't mean no, to you're interrupt good. you. Because that's huge. I mean, the other thing about it. So uh, if you don't say, okay, so one of the things I love to do, who am I? What are three words that I want to, uh, that epitomize who I am when I come to the table? I'm encouraging. I'm wise, which means I actually make mistakes all the time. <laughs> and then I figure it out on the other side. <laughs> And then I'm a dreamer. I'm a visionary. I'm this person that can see potential. When I can say those words and keep them top of mind, no matter what table I go to, I know that I can confidently step into that room and give that away. If you don't have something like that, if you don't have that core of understanding that you can articulate the value and the worth of who he's created you to be at front of mind, you will go into every room and feel out of place feel uncomfortable, feel like you're unsure what you're giving away, feel like, am I actually worshiping him by showing up here? Because you don't know what you're doing. You haven't like focused in on who that, who, who he's created you to be and how you give that away. And so I'm so passionate that you said that because it really simplifies things when we just stop and say, Lord, this is who I think you've created me to be. Am I doing that right? Okay, cool. Now I can use it like a tool every single time. It's like, You've now got an actual physical tool in your toolbox to use in your business, in your life, when you're with your kids. Like I can give away encouragement. I can give away the wisdom from the things that I've messed up. I can give away um, my inspiration and be a dreamer intentionally because I know those are the things that I give away in no matter what room I'm in, you know? And that changes how we show up in our business, how we show up in our lives because we don't have to be confused about that, you know? Mm, so true. And we can be confident in those things. Like mm-hmm. I know that um, as business owners, imposter syndrome is just, syndrome is so real or just the doubts and everything that comes. But if we go back to that specific mm-hmm. point, like who did you create me to be? And what are those foundational skills or strengths that I have? Then we just need to stay in that wheelhouse, right? We just yeah. need to surround ourselves with the people who can do other things better. And yeah we can be confident in what he has given us. Yeah. Which is a beautiful thing. It's like, all I got to do is show up and be me. All I do, all I have to do is show up and I'm already fighting the devil. I'm already uh, worshiping his name. I'm already impacting people in the world by just being me. And that's so much more, that's so much easier than trying to be somebody else, right? Right. So (laughs) I I do think, 
a lot of times we do try to be someone else because we're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is working for them. I got to do it that yeah. way. Oh, this person's speaking like that. And they're, you know, we got to do it that way. So how mm-hmm. do we maybe just, how do we get out of that? How do we stop focusing on what everyone else is doing and have that conversation with God? So I, I definitely start with first having this come to Jesus moment, Lord, who did you create me to be? And actually like taking work, putting it to words. Then next, after I've put some of the dreams, because here's the thing, I do believe the Lord very deeply. He puts the desires, he puts the desires in our heart. Then we get to speak them out, which then connects it back to him. Then he speaks it back to us. And it like creates this momentum of a flywheel that I think is such a beautiful thing. And then from that, we start figuring out, okay, well, Lord, how do I take action on that? Like, how do I say if this if you've asked me to start this business or specifically start this business around this topic what is who is that for and what do you want me to give that person so that I can actually do it otherwise I'm kind of just feeling around in the dark and here's the part where the conversation comes in that's a conversation he's not just gonna put the desires in our heart drop it on us and then like a bad habit and then walk away like that that's the whole relationship part. He loves to have, okay, this is what I'm thinking. And then you get into that conversation. I literally imagine myself sitting with him in an Aerodynamic chair and a nice warm cup of tea or something by a fire at night. And we're just talking about all of these beautiful things. And he says, ooh, 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 write that down. We're going to do that first. And then, he, and then he says, okay, that's that's later. And he actually helps us see where this falls in the plan and really understand what the long-term goal is. Because once you know what the long-term goal is, then you can reel it back and say, okay, well, what do I do today to build up, to snowball into that long-term goal? But it takes us first, because here's, okay, I'm going to back up for a second. What I usually do, I get excited. Jesus and I are walking and he's like, hey, you see that thing over there? And I'm like, yes. He's like, we're going to do that someday in the future. And I'm like, oh. We are, and to me, the future is 10 seconds from now. So I get excited and start running towards that thing. And he's like, and I'm like, oh, but I've already ran and jumped off that cliff. And he is so kind. While I was doing that, he was so kind. He would just go right after me, catch me in his wind and bring me back to the path that he originally had us on. And then he would give me the side eye and say, listen, stay on this path. I was just trying to give you an idea of where we're going. And I, oh, oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. (laughs) But now, now when he says that's where we're going, I recognize I can take and understand, okay, if that's where we're going, even though this path is going to the left, to the right, and seemingly in every other direction than that place that you pointed out, I can keep my eyes open knowing if that's where I'm going, if we're about to go jump, if we're about to go skydiving, then you're taking me that way because I need a parachute. And this way, because I probably need an instructor. And this way, because I need a, a recorder so that I could record it and put it on my, my podcast or my YouTube or whatever I'm doing, you're taking me in all of these other ways and other directions so that I can be fully prepared that by the time I get to that spot, I have everything I need to not only jump, but jump and enjoy it. Because if I jump too soon, I'm missing the fullness of it. And if I don't jump at all, I'm not doing it at all. But you're taking me on this path to get me prepared for it. And so all I got to do is just keep that in the back of my mind and keep walking with him, 
knowing that he's giving me everything I need to be prepared to get to that spot. Mm. That's that's how it comes around for me. It took me a long time to get there. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So good. And I'm thinking, okay, so how do I know that it's him speaking and how is, and mm. a couple of things, maybe you have some ideas, some things to share, but one thing that I know, there's two things. When I have peace about a decision, like mm-hmm. even if I'm not sure, I just have this inner peace and I'm like, yes, okay, that's God. Um, because he's not audible to me. I mean, there's been a couple of times where I feel like, okay, I really did hear that, but uh-huh. that I, you know, two, two times in my whole life. Right. And then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the other thing is confirmations. They will come uh-huh. in a lot of different ways. And so yeah. like, even one example for me was when I pivoted to the entrepreneurial space, um, speaking to entrepreneurial women, um, I pot, I shifted my podcast, rebranded it. And I also felt like God said, get off social media. And I was like, Mm. thank you, Lord. I don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) Um, But personally and business wise, I'm off. Uh And then I go, was that God? Or was that just someone who told me that might be a nice thing to do? Mm. But then I saw my numbers growing on my podcast. Now that might not be correlated, but to me, that was confirmation. It was like, see, see what I can do without social media. You don't need it. Um, So that was just a little thing that I thought like confirmation, but then I also know a client of mine, she is um, questioning, do I become a coach or do I not? And then Mm -hmm. little bits along the way, she's seeing confirmation in the um, niche that she's in. And it's like, yeah, okay. And she's still sitting, she's still waiting to figure Mm -hmm. out which way to go, but she's seeing little confirmations by somebody booking the call with her and her seeing them lay out what she planned and, and seeing it work for them. And it's like, that is confirmation, whether that's where you're going or he's going to pivot you a different way. He's showing you that you are taking the right steps in that path. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you have any examples of that? Yeah. I mean, and I, I experience that all, all the time. I feel like it's those, those times where you keep moving until otherwise noted. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You keep moving until otherwise noted because my other favorite saying is you can't drive a parked car. Mm-hmm. If the car is not moving, he can't steer it. He can't direct it. He can't help you because you're not moving forward. And so there's so many times where, I mean, um, I was living in Denver and I knew Denver wasn't right for me. And while I, there were different things that I loved about Denver. And that's what made it great for the time that I was there, but I had no idea where I was going to go and where I was going to go next and how that was going to work out. Next thing you know, by the end of the year, the job that I was working in was coming to a abrupt end. And, um, my, I was still working in my coaching business and I went to go visit a friend on a whim because I was burned out. And next thing I know, they asked me to stay in Costa Rica for a year. I, I couldn't have planned that. You know what I mean? That Those were those were times where I followed the breadcrumbs. And if you could do that, here's the other thing. If we try to follow, if we try to control, God, I don't like that breadcrumb. I'm going to go over here. You missed out on some of the most magical things that he has planned. If I would have if I would have tried to control that whole situation, I would have just moved back to the East Coast. I would have um, been bored in the pandemic, but instead I got to go live in Costa Rica with my friends and family on the beach for a whole year because I was open to letting, to following the breadcrumbs wherever they took me 
even though I didn't, I didn't completely understand how I was going to circle back around to where he told me I was going, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it can be fun, but we get all, we get all freaked out and we start white knuckling it rather than like enjoying it. And it really, I, I don't think the Lord is trying to torture us. Yeah. For that, you know, <laughs> I hear you on that. And I agree because I do believe that faith is being in motion. Like we can't have mm-hmm. faith without being in motion. And that's mm-hmm. like the Newton's law, right? It's, it's yeah. an object in motion stays in motion unless a force is applied. Same with an object that rest remains at rest. So you will wait and you will wait and you will wait and you'll be like, I'm waiting to get ready to get ready to ready. I'm getting, waiting till God tells me what to do. No, no, no. He's not going to tell you what to do until you start doing. Right. Right. And, and it's all a testing process and we will pivot. And I think that's one of the things, one of the other things that you talk about and that I really like is you say pivoting is not plan B it's part of the process. It's not going to go the exact way we plan out. That's just how life works. We are going to pivot in this journey. And so I'd love to hear from you what that means. And, um, what about when things don't go our way or how pl- they're planned? Do you have an example of that? Get us get us to kind of understand this part. Yes. So here's my favorite thing. Even though I love helping people create a long-term vision and dreaming with the Lord, like literally asking the Lord, this is what I want my life to look like 10 years from now. And then creating a strategic plan of what actions I'm going to do today to build up to that. Just because you're doing those actions doesn't mean that every milestone that you've created is going to look exactly the way that you think it's going to look along the way like like let's just get that out of our mind (laughs) that's not the truth in any way shape or form and that's what makes us feel like oh we're failing if it doesn't happen the way I see it in my mind but that was never the point the point was just to be on the path with him just to have an idea of which direction that I'm going and knowing that I'm moving in the same direction that he's asking me to go. And so if we take our hands off of that, it could be a lot better. So when we talk about, you know, pivoting, if you think that only one plus one plus one plus, like, if you think that the only way to a hundred is to do ones the whole way across, then, you know, if Jesus gives you a 50 or if he gives you a five, you're going to be like, but Jesus, I thought I was only supposed to do once. Well, he's like, well, can't I give you other things? Like, can't I speed you a little bit faster? Can I slow you down? Can't I, can I help you? Can't there be more variety in this? And I think so much of the, what I found with the Lord is that this can be an adventure or you can find this to be monotonous and really boring. But I really think he actually wants it to be an adventure. And so the adventure part is the pivoting. <laughs> it is it to me, it's like getting on the roller coaster. And you know the roller coaster's got wines and corkscrews and all the things. Um, and you can get on that, that roller coaster and you can hold on tight and white knuckle it and really ignore that this is supposed to be an adventure or you could get on that roller coaster throw your hands your hands in the air and say <laughs> and really enjoy every single part of it and that looks like when you think the roller coaster is going to go to the right and you're like thrown off being okay with it going in a different direction and enjoying it in the same way life 
So for example, my tiny house, I have wanted a tiny house for probably going on 11 years now. When I, I wanted a tiny house because I have become very minimalistic. I love to travel. I wanted um, debt freedom and I wanted a home base so that when I travel, I could have my tiny house that I can rent it out, still have income coming in, but I always have somewhere to come back to. Yes, that dream is 11 years old and it has not come to pass yet. I still don't have a tiny house. And actually two years ago, right when I, before I moved to, to Charlotte, I thought this is finally it. I'm finally about to get the tiny house. I started doing um, research on the land because the, the one thing that held me up for the longest time was trying to figure out where did I want to put it? Where did I want to land? As this nomadic person, I hadn't really picked a home base yet. So I finally decided I wanted it to be to Charlotte, which meant like, okay, the biggest roadblock is gone. Now I could just run full steam ahead. And so I tried and I tripped and fell on my face. <laughs> and it did not go as planned. And he was like, you know, hey, I think you fell because you were trying to move a little too fast. So why don't we slow down? And so, you know, then getting back up and saying, okay, I still know my home base is in Charlotte. Um, I found a beautiful builder. I have, you know, secured some funding and now working on, um, you know, getting myself set up with the the down payment and some of the other paperwork that has to happen as an entrepreneur trying to secure funding, it slowed me down again. Now, some people, a lot of times when things like that don't go as planned, we automatically assume, oh, that's God telling me that it, it's not supposed to happen. Lies, lies. We say that if something doesn't happen as planned and it's not God, but then we also say on at the other side of our mouth, um, nothing, it, nothing easy is worth having. Like it, it's not worth having if you haven't worked for it. Those are, we're talking out two different sides of our mouth. If we think that because it got hard, that that's a no. Hmm. Actually, it just means, yeah, you just got to move a little slower because nine times out of 10, it's not going to be as sweet until you actually have put in the time and the effort. I tell you, when I get in that tiny house and I make my first carpet angel and I start putting a, a painting on the wall and putting my plants in there, that will be the sweetest thing because I know that this is something that he promised me for so long ago. We knew how that fit into the overall dream. And I didn't give up on it because... I knew that's where we were going, even though I had 10 other curves, maybe even a couple backwards and a couple speeds forward before I actually got there. And all of those felt like pivoting. And sometimes it even felt like I was going in the wrong direction, but he had to remind me and calm me down and say, hey, this is the part that this is what pivoting looks like. Hmm. This is what pivoting looks like. We didn't change the plan. There was the, this, we're still on plan A. This is just what pivoting looked like to get us there. And you got to be okay with that. There's a lot of different paths to get to that one location. And it's okay if we have to take a couple different roads to get there, you know? So that's mm -hmm. what it's been like for me. That makes sense. So as far as pivoting and, and knowing when it's time to give up on a dream of mm -hmm. sorts, what, it, what would you say to um, when we know it's God just pivoting us 
and we're still kind of going in that direction, it's just different. Or when it's really like, no, he's closing the door on something that might just not be the dream and he's going to change the dream. Well, here's the thing. I kind of, what I've come to find, at least is the other reason why I do that whole exercise with the, um, uh, with the post-it notes where I put all these different desires that I felt like the Lord has placed in my heart. I put all the different desires on the piece of paper, on the post-it notes, put them on the wall. And then I step back and I look at the theme. At the core of it, the theme to me is what really emerges as the dream. So let me say it this way. While the tangible side of my dream is to live in a tiny house, the core of it is that I have a home base that I can always come back to that feels like home no matter where I go. This is the spot that if I'm disconnected, like even figuratively, if I'm disconnected from God, if if I'm needing to recharge, if I'm all of those things that make a place home, these are that's the core of what I needed. Now, in the effort of trying to, you know, get the tiny house, I've questioned, is the tiny house the actual manifestation of that dream? Or is it that I get a condo or all of those different things? So it's funny to me when someone says, oh, but it's your dream to have a tiny house. Actually, my dream was to have a home base. And the tiny house was one of the options of a manifestation of how that could come to pass. But it could also be an apartment. It could also be a condo. It could be a lot of different things. And if I hold on to just the idea of it being the tiny house, I might miss out on what other manifestations that that could look like. So that's why I say, look at what the core of it is. What are you, what is, the tiny house is the desire. It's not the dream. The dream was deeper than that. The dream was to have the home base. So what is your dream? How Step back and look at the core of that. Go a little deeper. Lord, what is the actual reason? What, like, what's, what's the core thing that you're trying to make happen in this? And if you're, if I say you should never, ever, ever let go of that, but you can let go of the manifestation of what you thought that dream was going to look like, because he always had a different version and we just hadn't got to, we hadn't got to the place where we could see that yet mm. or could receive that yet. That makes sense. I, as you're saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so good. Preach it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's not that the dream, it's not like we're really letting go of the dream. It's just that the idea of what we have in our head of what it looks like might be different, but it's the core. It's the yeah. reason behind it. It's that motivation that actually mm -hmm. matters because that's the real dream. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, just like we say, oh, I want to have a million dollars. No, you don't. If you didn't need money in the world, you wouldn't care about the money. Actually, you wanted the space to be able to hang out with your kids and feel secure and stable in your finances so that you can do some of the other passions that you actually care about. Right, exactly. It was always deeper than that. It was always deeper than, oh, I want to live in this, I want to live in the t in um in let's say Colorado. No, you really enjoyed the mountains and the atmosphere that it brought there because it helped you feel either closer to God or deeper within yourself. It's always something deeper than that, but we've got to step back and see what is the core re what's the core that's happening 
inside of those desires and make sure we're going after that rather than just the surface level desires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we won't work for the surface level. Right. That's not going to drive us. What's going to drive us is that deeper rooted right. reason and the deeper rooted dream. So good. So good. Man, we've talked about a lot of things and I know we do need to wrap up, but I, I one thing I, I think is so funny um, that I'm going to share with our listeners because they know I've, I, I'm pretty sure if you've listened to me for a while, you know that I am all about tiny house living too and <laughs> being minimal. And I think it's so funny. Rashida and I have connected so much in that because I know that's been a dream of hers. It's a dream of mine, which probably will happen, hopefully manifest in who knows in what way, like you said, mm-hmm after the kids are gone, but we're such big dreamers. We are visionaries. So we have these big lofty um, ideas or goals and we help others see them. But then our big, big dream is a tiny house. And I just think that's so (laughs) funny. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) Yeah. So I just, I, I'm excited to see how it manifests for us too. Like what that looks like, because for us, it's not the tiny house either. It's just Mm -hmm. having less and mm. being able to do more and yeah. be able to travel and not have anything tying us down because I want to go wherever my kids are. That's my big passion. But then also yeah. having a base to come home to. So yeah. yeah, super good. Now, before I let you go, a couple of things. First, is there anything else that you can think of that you wanted to share um, when it comes to dreaming with God or letting him take the lead? Is there anything we didn't cover? You know what? We had such a good conversation. I think we got on the main points and you know, like you said, we can talk about this for days, for days, one of my favorite topics. So no, I think we've covered it all. Okay, good. I love it. And I know, um, one, I want to know where can listeners come find you? Because I know with the energy you brought and all the, all the wisdom you brought, they're going to want to find you. And I do believe that you have also a free webinar for them, especially if they are seeking to, uh, one of the things we talk about is turning our passions and purpose into impact and income all for the glory of God. And I know that you have something that would help them do that too. So can you share a few of those things? Yes. So Um, The best place to find me is on my website. I am in the process of starting a YouTube channel. So you'll be able to find me there as well. So my website is RashidaO.com. Now here's the thing. There's a T on the end. So R-A-S-H-I-D-A-T-O.com is my website. And as soon as you get on there, you'll be able to find all the different things that I'm about to share with you. So I have two main things that I share from my website. I have a mini course slash webinar that's about helping freedom-driven entrepreneurs go full-time in their business and scale because again it's about that deeper desire is to have the freedom and 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 enjoy our life like I we are the kind of people that I'm sure are on your podcast are the kind of people that are like it's not that I don't want to work hard but I want to be able to uh, go to Egypt and study about Egypt with my kids while they're doing their schoolwork from Egypt. Like, like let, let's dream big like that. Like, let's do those kind of amazing things. It's not that we don't want to do the important things in life. We just want to be able to enjoy life in the midst of that. And so I love my, my mini course is going to help talk about how to do that as a freedom driven entrepreneur. And then um, if you're still at the part where you're like, I'm not quite an entrepreneur, I'm kind of a side hustler, or I'm just kind of not sure if I'm ready to even take that leap. I have another product called Meant for More that helps you take that step back because I I understand it's very hard to put all those post-its on the wall and figure out 
how in the world do I find this theme? So I help my clients go through and, and figure that out as well. And that product is called Meant for More so that we can actually, you know, have that conversation. It's a three-way conversation, me, you, and Jesus. What is Meant for More for you look like? And we get that down on paper as well. So those are the main two things that you will find on my website, my YouTube channel, actually anywhere that you can find me. So I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on TikTok, and I'm on YouTube. But let me tell you, I'm most active <laughs> probably on Instagram and YouTube. So, um, but in all of those places, at Your Dream Strategist is my handle, um, the same in all places. And I look forward to just dreaming with anyone. Like, man, that's the first thing. I have to be careful sometimes because I meet someone and I'm like, well, what are you dreaming about today? And I'm like, bring it back, bring it back. Let them breathe before I jump into the deep conversation. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you have sparked a dream in me again. And so I'm all pumped for the day. So now I can just go enjoy it and really feel like, okay, I know that I can have a conversation with God about my dream let him lead it and whatever it looks like at the end it's it's serving that deep rooted motivation of why God gave me the desire at all. And so I love yeah. that. This was a great way to wrap up. Rashida, I had so much fun with you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Gabe. It's always fun chatting with you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or share it with a friend as this helps grow the podcast. Also, if you're not a part of Simplicity and Motherhood, consider joining us. It's a free online community built to provide support and encouragement so you can create balance and live intentionally as you go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.